Welcome to the Creating Wealth and Wellness Podcast. Your hosts, Amanda Kingsley and Tara Masilvine, team up to take you on a journey where freedom is cultivated through personal development, where women connect to fuel their futures, and where wealth is created as a byproduct of being well. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Creating Wealth and Wellness Podcast with me, Tara Misseldine, and my lovely friend, Amanda Kingsley. Um, We are back with you today with another episode, and today we are actually going to talk about um, creation, the magic thereof. So we are the Creating Wealth and Wellness Podcast, and we want to talk a little bit more about that. But as you know, we decided that we were going to start every show with a gratitude, which we think that is a great place to start everything we do. So Amanda, what are you grateful for today? (laughs) Well, um, since at the time of this recording, it's still summer, and my kids are not walking school. I'm going to give big gratitude to my big kids because my kids are 13, 10, and 3. And so I have this amazing ability to actually pay my oldest to watch the youngest. I have (laughs) this time. That's sort of awesome. Mostly interrupted. So I don't guarantee there won't be loud bangs or noises uh, upon, you know. But I'm so grateful for that. Um, having a kid almost seven years post, you know, we have a really big gap and she's such a gift. She's just an absolute gift and I can trust her and she's, she's just so giving and loving to her brother. And that's my gratitude for the day. That's awesome. I'm feeling it. Oh yeah. So, so my gratitude today, I am actually going to give it to, um, first world problems because Good one. That, <laughs> that has been the story of my week this week while we're recording. Good it one. has been like major, like super frustrating, unexpected problems, but they are all problems that most of the world would probably like just wish they had. So I'm going to give it to that first world problems and they get to be mine. <laughs> mm, I love it. That, that one made me go, Oh, all right awesome so let's let's jump into this topic because obviously creation um with it being in the name of our podcast um means a lot to both of us it's very important to us so what are we what are we going for here so there in my mind there's a lot this is like a really big topic (laughs) oh yeah huge and i would recommend people actually look into like get off this call and do more research like get on your google (laughs) and learn more about that concept of creating wealth creating health creating abundance versus tapping into it like the easiest way to describe it is that most people feel like there's a set amount of goodness in the world. (laughs) There's a set amount of wealth in the world or abundance or resources and that we each have to get a hold of what belongs to us or what we think we want or deserve. Um, All people define it different ways, but to start to understand that concept of, of creating, and of course you can't create water. Like, there's some some definition there's some like well people are gonna say what about the people who say you can't create you know oxygen it's just there's an amount of it so yes but when we're talking about 
wealth. I think that's what most people get stuck on. And we are all about creating wealth. And um, it's really about understanding that concept that you're not taking away from someone else when you create wealth in your life. And I think that's really actually kind of hard to wrap your head around, but so important. Um, one thing that I was just saying to Tara before we hopped on is it, I love comparing it to health, right? Creating health and wealth. So you don't, you don't take away someone else's health when you create your own. When you start eating better, when you start exercising more, when you start sleeping at night, you're not taking away from someone else's health. There's not like a pool of it. And so if anyone can wrap their head around that analogy, and those are our two big things, right? Health and wealth. It's really the same concept. We are not taking away from someone else's pot when we create more of some of wealth, more wealth in our life. Just the same way it goes for health. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love this. I mean, to me, it's interesting to think about, you know, like the the finite resources of the world. Like you mentioned, like you can't create more water. There's only so much water. which interestingly enough, like science can create more water, but it, the resources to do true. that come from somewhere. <laughs> it comes from somewhere. And the, I think the thing is that if people wanted to think about it really existentially, then it is finite, but it's so much more than enough. Like the amount that would be more than either of us could ever make use of is still like barely a drop in the ocean of what is actually available to people when they start the process of creation. Um, and that, I guess that feels really freeing to me. And there's also, you know, one of, one of the old stories that I've sort of worked with a lot over the years about this concept of creating all of the wealth that I want in my life or, and when I say wealth, it's obviously not just financial wealth. It's, you know, it's wealth of all of the resources that matter to me. My time is so much bigger to me than my finance goals, you know, having the freedom of my time and creating more time. Um, you know, that's feels like one of those finite resources too. Like our time will eventually end. We don't know when, we don't know how much longer there is. Um, but you can create time just by redirecting the way that you're using it now. Like you can use it very unintentionally and it will just right. sort of wither away. And, you know, opposed to that, you could create a lot more time by being super intentional with what you're doing. So I really love this idea of like the unlimited limited, you know, I I kept getting this visual when you, when you talked about like going back to resources and sometimes when I fly in a plane, right? Like you leave from a really big city and I live in the country. So I'm used to like so many natural, beautiful, incredible resources But if I'm in a city and I fly right during the day and you look down and you go, there's so much land. Mm -hmm. There's so many trees giving us oxygen. There's so much water. That doesn't mean we go home and don't treat it well because there's so much of it. It doesn't mean you lose your respect for it because there's more of it. It's just like that 30,000, well, I don't even know how many miles high a plane flies, <laughs> but it's dropping down from that much bigger perspective. Um, I just kept getting that visual when you were talking about it and going like, oh, I can just take a deep breath and think about it a little bit differently 
because I mm-hmm. see it now a little bit differently. Yeah. And this actually, what you, what you're saying actually ties right back into the thought process that I was on and wasn't really articulating well. Um, and that is that it's not usually the amount of something that's available. It's how you're using it that becomes the problem. So there are so many trees and yet we are exploiting the trees of the planet at a like disastrous rate, you know? So it's how we're using all of the resources that are out there. There, we throw away enough food in this country to like feed the world. And I know that's probably a little hyperbole. I don't know the exact statistic. If anybody does, feel free to (laughs) throw it on social for us. Um, But like in reality, we make and have so much more than what everyone needs. And it is just not utilized properly. It's not done with like creation is love for those that do or don't believe, you know, in God or a higher power or, um, you know, some kind of benevolent spirituality. Um, did I say do or don't? But anyways, whether you do or don't, <laughs> the, the act of creation, um, intentional creation is usually done as an act of love. You know, people who make art, that's an act of love. It's, it's bringing their love to be visible to the world. Um, you know, intentionally creating a child is an act of love. Mm-hmm. There's every way that you create something intentionally is, is your love made manifest. Mm. And when it's not, it's actually destruction. It's not creation. I have chills. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I like that. <laughs> um, yeah, so what we are after is sort of that, that magic side of creation. You know, not absolutely never creating something that brings anything else to harm or it takes away. But there's also this piece of like we in this circle and people who are, you know, committed to self-development, it's usually because we know we are the first link in the chain of healing the entire universe. You know, we have to heal ourselves and having now I'm getting a little too deep. I'm losing myself. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking again, like, um, it's a good, good place to go. Like we don't create love. The love exists. We just exactly. intentionally yeah. use, we intentionally make choices that allow us to step into it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely. <clears throat> so yeah. Wow. And also <laughs> like, if you, when you learn to create wealth or wellness or more love or relationships, when you're, you know, when you're in the act of creating, you're not in the energy of striving toward because there, there is no scarcity when you know that your ability to create is still there. You're like, you can, you can make as much as you need. There's no do a whole episode on scarcity for sure. I'll make a note. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's also like people, people who are starting to heal the world by healing themselves. Usually one of the end games is to have more than enough of what they need so that they can overflow and, and heal and make life easier or better for other people too. Um, I know that's super important for you and what you're doing. You're through the Y hive. You are connected with empowering other women and moms to be able to be the moms that they want to be without having that financial stress on their shoulders. Absolutely. You know, 
and you have found a, a method of creating your own wealth and wellness as a, as a channel to do that. Which actually leads me into the question I was going to ask, which is maybe we could each just take a minute to talk about a few ways that we create wealth and wellness in our lives. Mm, that's a great idea. Wellness, right? Like, which in a week of first world problems where things keep popping up, it's a good check in for you too to go, how do I create wellness in my life? Because maybe mm-hmm. intentionally do that right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So hit me with uh, maybe three ways that you intentionally create a wellness in your life. Okay. So this might be, this is, this is getting a little woo. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So I, I would say one of the ways that I very intentionally create wellness is by making sure that any karma I'm stirring up is Mm. my own and not anybody else's. Mm. So if, you know, like I, I have, I had an issue. One of my first world problems this week was a sort of betrayal and I'm not going to go into like details or anything like that. And the, the couple of people that I shared it with, you know, like, because they love me and they were feeling extremely defensive on my behalf, it, the advice I was getting felt very reactionary and very like sort of, um, they must be punished, you know, like do whatever you need to do to punish right, them. Right. And I was so like repelled by that idea. And I, I think it's because I make a really strong effort not to take things personally when you know, like, it is someone else's journey. It literally doesn't have to be mine unless I accept it, unless mm-hmm. I take it on. So I try to get over things really quickly and let them go. And then I, I mean, then I'm dealing with like my own internal stuff of having let it go, but at least it's not, it's no longer a trigger that can be triggered by anybody else. I no longer have to feel weird if I make eye contact with somebody about it. Um, I no longer have to worry about defending the truth later on so um really protecting sort of like the karma and emotional stuff that i take on is my number one way my three too because this happened to me yesterday i had this like really um social media like makes a lot of things public that aren't otherwise and i had this sort of interaction yesterday where i had to let go i had to choose to let go and to do that i kept reading back the interaction and going, did I speak true to myself, true true to love, true to what I believe is right? Did I protect and hold space the way that I choose to do every day? Mm-hmm. Okay, this isn't on me anymore. Now I can let go. Exactly. Now but we can. Sometimes have to go, you have to review it like a million times yep. in your head before you're like, okay, I choose wellness here. Yes, exactly. Be, be clear and complete. Whether you, whether you like started or fed the situation at all, or whether it felt like it happened to you, you still get to decide entirely what you take on and how you react to something. So I, I and granted, it doesn't work every time, but it does work a lot. Like, I'm kind of like a duck with emotional things. They go pretty easily off, off my back. <laughs> and I don't really have any enemies. So, so far it's working. Yeah. Yeah, so, these things are easier said than done. I mean, it takes oh, a lot totally. of practice. It's a, it's a life. It's a life's work thing. Yeah, for totally. sure. Because even like in my situation yesterday, I was having moments where I went, "How would I have dealt with this five years ago, ten mm. years ago?" 
And it would have been so different because I've invested so much time and energy into working on how to react and how to make choices in alignment with where I want to be in life and the world and humanity and my heart. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And on that personal growth journey, you never, it's, it's hard to know how much you've grown until you face something like that. And then when you handle it like a different person than you would have before all of your personal growth in the last five years, then you're just like, oh, wow, it is working. (laughs) I I love that moment where you're like, I am, I am growing. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) All right. So we were going to talk about three. We were, but maybe we've taken up a lot of time on one. I'm not sure. You have the timer, but we could move into a few minutes. Okay. Yeah. So how how do we create wealth? Um, yeah, I mean, I pretty much never stop <laughs> right? creating. We as entrepreneurs are automatically in that category of wealth creation, right? Because we're not, say, say there's a grocery store, right? There's a set amount of jobs in that grocery store. Mm-hmm. Um, you could, you could open a new section and create more jobs, but we as entrepreneurs are, are creating value in the world for people that isn't offered other places um even if it's a even if it's coaching say which is similar to what other people do it's your style it's your version it's your um creation so i would say that by being entrepreneurs in general we automatically sort of fall into that category in a lot of ways yeah definitely so we're just trying to create a more authentic like offer to the world of who we are. And I have, I have found that the more authentic my offer, the easier the sale is every single time. You know, the, the more, more wholeheartedly I can stand behind what I'm saying and just know it to be true, be a model of how it is true. You know, that if I'm sharing the beauty of what has, of what something has done for me, then it's, it doesn't take any actual sales skills at all. <laughs> you know, the closer it is to me, the easier it is to share. Yeah. And the way we create wealth as entrepreneurs is we create value. And some of that value, well, a lot of that value, I would argue, as a, a healthy, sustainably thriving entrepreneur is, is not actually charged for. We're, we're creating value in the world that we don't, necessarily attach a bill or a fee to Mm -hmm. Um, we create wealth and by creating value and some Mm -hmm. of that we do charge for but much of it we do not we're just modeling and setting this example and giving people to tools and resources that they can use in their own lives and and also a reminder to everyone i'm sure that many of you are already thinking this but wealth is also an extremely personal standard. (laughs) So what looks like wealth to me is so different than probably many of you listening and vice versa. So it, it doesn't have to be creation of one thing, a certain, you know, six figure income in a year or, you know, like a certain number of people on your team. It doesn't have to look that way if that's not what would translate to your version of wealth. 
Which um, is perfect for the creation, right? I mean, we're like... Exactly. We're designing it. <laughs> Goes back to the artist, right? You get to design what you want it to look like and what will feel like a true expression of who you are. Yep, totally. So we are not in the, in the process of accumulation here, folks. We are in the process of creating what we want our lives and this world to be. So whew, exciting. Lots of, with great power comes great responsibility though, right? <laughs> it sure does. We both stepped into that this week in our, in our previous examples. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So we, we have hit time, everybody. Um, this, this, these chats go so fast with Amanda for me that I hope that you are finding a lot of value in them. Please, you know, we're going to close the show with our asks, but um, make sure that you let us know what yours are this week too. Okay. All right. So Amanda, what's your, what's your closing ask? Oh, okay. So if anyone is um, a font or design expert, I'm going to go with this one for today. I'm really fascinated by fonts these days. And so I'm creating a new website, which may be launched by the time this is aired, but I'm still interested in your perspective. Send your favorite font suggestions. So I'm looking for things that feel friendly and creative and abundant and joyful. Um, but I, I'm a, I get so overwhelmed. I'm like, there's so many fonts. And then I get frustrated <laughs> back to the same ones every time. So if anyone has font opinions or loves or programs that allow you to sort of narrow down, I want them. Send them my way. Cool. All right, cool. So my ask is actually kind of for myself if I ever need it. And secondly, for all of you, and that is the next time somebody just uh, roils you, just, you know, next, <laughs> next time you are really on the receiving end of it, Figure out how you can give more grace in that moment. Mm. Not making any excuses, being unapologetic for the behavior of that person, but just give it pure grace and let it go. And I think if and we all did that even once. <laughs> yes. And then if you actually do have something like that pop up for you and you are able to do this, please let me know. And actually, I will read all of them and my favorite one will get a special gift from me. So mm -hmm. if you, if you have one of these, a moment of just like, uh, what could be total yuck and you find a way to bring pure grace to it, let me know. And my favorite will get a gift. Beautiful. I love it. All right. Awesome. We'll, episode. Yeah. We will see you all next week or not see you, but we'll, we'll be talking to you next week. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another episode. If you haven't already done so, please do us the honor of leaving a rating and review on iTunes and check in with us on social. Amanda Kingsley is a work from home mother of three. Her mission is to free parents from financial stress so they can spend more time being present with their children. Learn more at her website, thewhyhive.com. Tara Masildine is a passionate entrepreneur, founding several businesses over the last 15 years. She's currently living the adventure of being a CEO, mom, and collaborative coach. Find her at allin.life.